of Shabbos, everybody. Um, <coughs> I was asked, I don't know if this is a valid answer, but the Chayra, the children of, of Levi, were Gershon, Kosm, <coughs> So the Chayra Gershon should have gotten the more hush of a job, I guess, would have been what, but that Avod is Hakavishaleim, Hakosim Yisol. In other words, not the heavy work that Gershon and Marari actually got, and Kos got Hakosim Yisol, which would have been the Gershon And I said that could be, but you find that the Kedusha of Kahuna, which also comes from Levi, comes from Kos, not necessarily from Gershon and and, and Marari. And I assume that something that was possessed by Kahos that was able to pass that down, that ability to have the Rabbas, Abrius, uh, that a person's supposed to have, the Oyev Shalom, the Oyev Shalom, that the Kohen's supposed to be, was, was a trait of Kahos's. And somehow that that passed into it, and once the kahuna comes from him, from that thing, so the rest of the shevet is also lifted up, that they have a closer work, even though it's more dangerous, like it said in the other one, that you have to, that the, the work is done by the, by the kahanim, that they cover up the, uh, the klei kodesh because they won't appreciate it in the way that they brought out. But the mice, the, 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 even though they're close, there's Feltnach. But the mice, the Kedusha, that a bit, bit of Kedusha that he has higher above the others, that can give the Kuhune, that gave maybe the ra- raised up the Shevet itself. Past that, I don't know anything else I can say. Anyway, the Taylor divides, it's interesting. <coughs> that we see from uh, the way the Levium, the families of Levium, that it doesn't work that you have two kids and then they have five grandchildren and five have 20 great-grandchildren and so on. That you have the numbers that can go up between a month and above, which is the basic counting of the Levium, uh, and then you had a second counting between 30 and 50, which was the actual avoider that had to be done. And it's the ones that could be even the biggest in the total would not necessarily have the largest between 20 and between 30 and 50. I think it happened to be the one that's the, the littlest of the 30 and 50 is the one that has the most. But I'm not sure. I don't remember. I have to go over the numbers simply. But they're all in front of us. Benishim finishes dividing their work, and he now starts in, you know, making the Kedusha of different parts in the, uh, of the things in preparation of the, of the Besamikdosh, the Avreda, the Mizbeach. All these things are going to take place now after he finally finishes separating the Levium and giving them their particular jobs. Starts off with the first thing 
which is something that we have to understand about Eretz Yisrael, different than any other thing that we have. The concept of ownership <coughs> is an important concept. There's no question about it. That the concept of ownership is a very important concept. Yet, in Pirkeiovis, we have different talk about what, how a person's attitude should be towards ownership. Shali, shali, shaloch, shaloch. One says it's midas bainis. One guy says midas doim. In other words, we have to understand how we were treating our properties, someone else's properties, and how we how we we we, we deal with them socially. Communism, socialism, all of these things are in there. The fact that uh, my wife had a, a nice when she was the principal in the public school. There was a kid uh, that was stealing pencils from other kids. And she had to call the mother then, finally. And she called the mother, and the mother said, uh, you know, they, they, she, told, she told them the kid, the kid steals pencil, but the, to the mother said, but she doesn't have any. That was a good excuse. That, uh, stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Robin. Robin Hood. That's Robin Hood. That's the, th the theory out here. We're equalizing the thing that they, they, they now uh, made the laws of, of, of uh, larceny and whatever it is much um, more e easier. Cow, than I was technically uh, in New York City, not, not Staten Island, I think, but New York City, where the DA, I think, permits you Technically, you, they cannot give you, cannot arrest you for stealing less than $2,000. They don't issue you a summons. Cannot arrest you. That means, obviously, a loss that there's no concept of ownership. Why? Because it's important for us to spread the wealth. This is not cool. This is a social issue. This has nothing to do with ownership. So the same thing applies. How do we treat our soil? How do we treat anything else in the world that was given to us? First thing the Rebbeinish tells us about Geneva and ownership is, and this is the second time in the tale this is going to be called that way. First time was in Pashas Vayikra, this is the second time not in Pashas Nosri. The Abba Mnei says, Yasu Mikrochat Ha'odom, Ha'tois Ha'odom, Limo Ma'o Ba'ashem. What is this Limo Ma'o Ba'ashem? What did you say in God that you could? You weakened his chaos. What? How did you weaken God's chaos? What? By saying, I can take something that God doesn't want to give me. And it's talking about here, Gezel Ager, and Gezel Tevis Anoye, and so on. Talking about Gezel. And the thing is that if you feel you can take something that God doesn't give you, meaning that you deny the strength of Akkadipov or the Bible of Akkadipov, and you're saying that I can take what God doesn't want to give me. And that you can't do. It can never happen. If you got it, then God would have given it to you or gave it to you. And it would have been better if you would have if you would have had the patience. If you don't have the patience, you earn it, that's your choice. But the fact is that you could have gotten it, you would have gotten it better. That's what it tells you. And 
But it's also telling you that this same gezo is on Tevis Hanoyim. I didn't take anything from you. You didn't have it in the first place either. But all you had was the right to give it to somebody. I took that right from you. So therefore, that itself is the right to. So now if we redefine in these definitions of what's, what he called, I would assume that the definition of ownership is the right of usage, not that I actually own it. And we see the same thing in, in the Shemitah and was it Yoivel, that things go back. Now, Pshad is that you can't get rid of something. It's not gone. It's just that because I decided I want to give everything there. It's God is the one that owns it. God is the one that gives it. And that's the part that we have to remember. And that's who I did and everything else that we have. So we have a right that God gave us something, gave us the right of usage for that thing. And it's a wonderful right. And, and it's not hefke, and no one has a right to make it hefke. Of Lamaise, it's not necessarily meaning it's mine. Okay. <clears throat> Talks about the Ian, the next thing in is Saita. And, and the, put two parshas together, Saita and Nazir. And the Gemara says the reason that they put these two parshas together is a person that sees a Saita bin Zuloi, so therefore she, she should write, okay. Well, she was at Talos, the question. It's not only alcoholic beverages, but also not wine, because our wine is alcoholic. In a lot of chatanim, you can't eat grapes, you can't eat raisins, you can't even eat the little things, the little twiglets on it. You can't eat the grapes, the grape is the product that's also, not the, not the wine. Right? So why you, and, and schnapps, schnapps is mutter. Nothing wrong with schnapps. Brandy probably also. Taste that? Schnapps is mutter. If that's the case, so why, how do you tell me So because of that, he learns that it has a din of Kedusha. It's not just talking about, I don't drink wine. But I, what it means is that I see that Kedusha's soil is not enough to save a person who will Under normal circumstances, we never hardship a person that is going to do an Aveira. And therefore, if a person uh, says, I'm a Fumayid, he's normal. I'm a Fumayid. Why should I think differently then? Once I know he failed, then there's an Indian of that person has to make a siyot. If I didn't fail, why should I assume that my Kedusha Yisrael is going to fail me? But once I failed, I was Machal Shabbos, I ate tarsus, whatever, whatever I did. So obviously, the being a Jew is not enough. I have to find something else I can do siyog. Okay, now one of these siyogim that a person can do is adding tesis kedusha. And that's a nozer, is a tesis kedusha. The fact that he drinks, that he can't be metame himself, it's called the tesis kedusha. Now, the Kohen Godel has the same ability, he has the same 
I mean, the same uh, Madrega they have, which is an exceptional Halim Madrega, that they're totally dedicated to Vedas Hashem at that time. Do they truly realize it? That's a different story. And Because I learned the chat in the Gemara in, in the Dorim about the Brahman Adorim. What's it? There's a story brought down by Shimonat Tzadik that the guy came from the south and he was an extremely handsome person, beautiful hair. And he came to, to, uh, to, to shave it off because it was a tummy nozzle. And he wanted to, uh, and he has to shave off the hair and start all over again. And he asked him, why, why were you a Nazir? And he answered, because he was once, he saw him, the Yetzirah chapped him, he saw how beautiful he really was. And the Yetzirah chapped him, and Amemele, he said, I'm going to make you into a Nazir, Alechom Atcho, Shemunatzali grabbed him, kissed him, and Alechom Atcho, and you, Lozav Azal Hashem. That a guy made a nizilus only for the purpose of Akkadish Bochu. No, not to be able any availus. That's the normal Pasha said the Gemara. The question of the Gemara is, is Shreel and the same thing as Shreel on the, on, on the Nazir, on the Kukula. If the idea is to make yourself unattractive, if that was the purpose, all he should have done was take a razor and cut up all his hair. Why make an edda? Why make it? Why become a nozzle? Why do anything? Just cut off the hair, and you, you, you solved your problem. Elavos, that wasn't my problem. My problem was I saw God created something very beautiful. And if God created it, there has to be a reason for it. And I want to do something that it's a holy thing, an act. What do you do a holy act with hair? There is no holy act. When it is by Nazi. When a Tommy Nazi shaves his hair, he's mechuyiv to burn it under the carbon, the shlomi. And the fire that's, that's cooking the shlomi throws the hair into that. And that's somehow doing something that's somehow a service like Kodesh Bochu with the hair that God gave him. That was beautiful. That's what he did. It wasn't the point that he was trying to make himself ugly. That's not Nazi Lashem. It's not so posh it. Machlik's bashes for shaman, the way I learned in the Mahdi. Nitri's reason. When a person makes a nether, you know, I'm going to go to Dabnik every morning from now on. I'm, I'm going I'm going to Minyan. Right? Assuming Minyan is a Medaf Gensu Minyan. Okay, that, 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 maybe I took the wrong uh, case. Shabbos. I'm going to keep Shabbos from now on. Right? You made a nether. The nether you made in Har Sinai, that you're going to keep Shabbos, that you don't keep. But the nether you made somewhere along the line, because you feel like making it, that one you're going to keep. So I think that's a little bit less than your belief in God than you did before. I believed in God, and I believe that God told me to do something, not do something, I gotta listen to it. And then that ended the question. Why was there a doubt? 
what do you need my agreement? See, other boss, it's not a good thing. I'm supposed to do it because God said not to do it. That's the important part. Okay, so I'm saying it, it happens to be it's a good thing or not. But the idea is now is fucked. What can I do? That's the only thing that's going to give me to listen to myself. So I might keep it there. That's a good thing. But on the other hand, it's for the wrong reason. Okay. <clears throat> Birkis Kahanim. Stuck some Birkis Kahanim over here. And the Mori asks the interesting question. The last Brochim, there's three Brochis in Birkis Kahanim. It's Brochis HaMashalashis. Not Mashalashis Batayla, it's not three times in Batayla. But Brochim HaMashalashis Batayla, it's written one time, but it's a Brochim of three parts. And that's Yorechecha, Yoya, and Yisa. Yisa translates Yisa Hashem Pana Belecha, the Ben Hashem should show you favoritism and they give you peace. The Gemara says, the Malochim Esel, the Ben didn't you say, God doesn't show favoritism? So how do you say that I'll show favoritism? So he says that the Benisham answers, he says, what can I do? I was that you should eat, you should eat and bench, and you have to be full, be full and then bench. I don't expect gratitude until a person is full. So if you don't bench and you're not full, you're no tightness thing. And the Jew goes along as soon as he eats a kezayis and a, and, 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 and a beyer, depending on the different man, they bench. So don't I owe them? I don't understand the question. If somebody would eat a chotzi kezayis, what would you say? That's what you would have said. So if I eat a whole kezayis, it's also brachavatolah. What did you know? Matala the mechuyif to eat v'savaita. You don't eat v'savaita. It's a bracha matala. So the Rishon is telling you a completely new thing over here. The Rishon is telling you that that if you truly feel gratitude, the mechuyif to show it. You have to say it. You don't feel gratitude, no time with you. But if you feel gratitude, you have to say it. So if a, if a person feels gratitude, if they're eating only gizayis or kebeya, 
because whatever it is that saved me, it gave me something, some kind of a tight, some kind of something I had. Whatever it is, that that itself, he shows you mechuyif to show it, and that's me the raisei mechuyif to show it. So the, this that it wasn't picking that the rabbonim made the law that you have to have a gezayis of the bay, and that's why they bench. That's that's not that's no big deal. The rabbonim made a law, so they made a law. I'm keeping it because the rabbonim made the law, not because I feel gratitude to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. No, it's all about Jews do feel such gratitude, but only some. The Chachamim came along and said, since there are keach in Klal Yisrael to reach that matrege, to show gratitude, even for Rebbeinah and Kezayis, I mean, Kezayis and Meir, then it's our obligation to make them keep trying to reach that matrege. So therefore, you bench as soon as you do Kezayis, as soon as you do Rebbeinah. That's in the to bench, in the Rabona. Why? Because we're training you how you should feel obligated, what is it? What this really accomplished for myself, why I came to it, was on the Gemara that says that a cotton can make a bracha because I'm Muslim for his father. And they're looking for how that could be done, balanced. And one of the answers is where he had a shield of Rabbonin, where the cotton ate only less than, a, I mean, the father ate a, a less, a less than Saturday than from the full. And the cotton ate is sheer being full, and therefore he can be mighty with one drabon, on one drabon, and two drabonas, two drabonas, and everything. And I as a cashier, there are three drabonas. There's the size, there's the age, and there's alvis. And that the doesn't seem to ask the question. Even Tasis doesn't seem to ask that question. The question is what happens to alvis. And the only way I was able to answer it was by saying that the cotton is talking about his chayv midaraisa. And how is that possible? Where well, he ate the shear taka vekezayis, but he felt obligated, so it's a deraisa, not a derabonim anymore. And therefore, it's cutting down one derabonim out, cutting one derabonim out, and therefore it has two derabonim again. One is alphas, so one is the shear. Now we have, the next parasha was the actually, the, uh, the fixing up of the Nesim. <clears throat> the Nesim uh, in Parshas Ikude, uh, I think it is, says there yeah, that the Nesim brought the the Avni Shoyam, Avni Muluyim, Ktoiris, the Avni all the expensive stuff. And they still took a, a yud out of their name. Why? Because they weren't Nadiv Leiv. The definition of Nadiv Leiv, I think we discussed it then, was that first you have to participate. I, I, I must give my chedek, I must be involved, I must be what he called, that's a Nadiv Leiv. After that, the question is to what degree, and what the point of that, then I can show by saying, look, I know collecting money is difficult. After, here's my, my, my cut, and I'm giving you a blank check besides. Whatever at the end you're missing, just fill out the check for it, and that's good. That would have been a wonderful, wonderful thing. But the Nassim, for whatever reason, didn't trust that Klai Yisrael would break it in Ishka. And therefore, because of that, 
they they handed a blank check to the Bitzalel to, to Moshe and told him to go do it. In the end, there was nothing missing in the Mishkan. The only part that the Nisim actually have a chelikin of the Mishkan itself is in the Adonim, because they had to give a master shekel for that. Otherwise, they didn't have it. It's the only thing they have a share of. The rest of the stuff they gave is only for the Avoida, which is the Menorah, and what do you call it, the Ketoris, and also that they gave the Big Dekuna, the Avnum Aluyim, the Avishayim. But past that, they didn't have anything to do with the Mishkan, not the beams, not the walls, not the, not the, not the roof, not the ceiling, nothing. The Mishkan. Only in the Adon. So they took away the youth. And now they got it back. I should bring down the same Rashi over here, Shemar, Parnos, and Enel. Now they took it away and gave it back. What did they, what was this tikkun that they did? So Pashtis, you're going to learn, the tikkun was they brought the Korbanis. Right? They were the ones that brought the Korbanis to start with. But it's not something that brings it down. The Pesach is brought down where they donated the six wagons and the 12 oxen. That's where it brings down that they got their work back. And the cash is, what does that mean? Why, how does that bring it back to what we're talking about? We're talking about um, they built a Mishkan, wonderful. We got a problem. They're going to travel. How was the Michigan going from place to place? Now you'll say that's not my worry. That's God's worry. Okay, maybe that maybe that would have been the answer. And it would have flown. It would have been would have been fine. But the Nasim understood that Kali Yisro is going to be in Gullis forever. I mean. The beginning would be a squirrel. And Taylor's going to move different places all over the world. And you'll take a look at you know, some of the shuls, some of the yeshivas that were in different places in the world. They were beautiful buildings. And they have to rebuild it every time. That's starting all from zero every time. Again, again, and again. To have that gedult, to have that, I guess, trust or commitment that we rebuild no matter what. And we're going to rebuild. There are no places in the world, wherever you have, you have beautiful buildings that are yeshivas, that are day schools, that are tamateras, that are what he calls. It's all part of the needs of the people. And that's what they have. And that's what they, they said, if we commit ourselves, Klal Yisrael commits himself to this Hashkofer, that we will make sure that Torah is able to go from place to place. We will build, we will, we will rebuild the Torah every single time, 
it has to be rebuilt. And that's what they did. And that's what they do till now. Now, the Gemara, the Medrash asked the question, why, why did they choose this strange way of building of building the, uh, of donating it. Each, each Nazi give one ox and a wagon from two. Why didn't they make up just six Nazim, six Nazim give wagons and six, and six Nazim give two oxen each? You have the same thing. So why did they have it? So the Medish answers that the Nazim were afraid that if the wagon breaks or the ox dies, the shavit would not be smart enough in the, in the future to replace it. And therefore, they won't have a partner anymore in this thing. So they gave him, in the least chance, they gave him a chalik, both in the wagon and in the ox, that they should exist all times. And the truth is, I think it said that the oxen were, were first brought as kobanis in Shiloi, lasted all the way to the end of Shiloi, they were brought as Kobanis there. And uh, I guess the, the wagons were made as the wood, that, that I don't know. But that was the... So it could have lasted, it wasn't a big problem. I saw this in Mysa, in Talmudim, I'm not going to tell you the town, or not going to get to it. But there was a town in the United States I don't even know if that many Jews live there anymore. But above, back in the 1920s, established a yeshiva fund. A fund that the shul will participate, or at least at that time maybe was thought, that they were able to pay the full tuition <coughs> of any bacha from this community that wants to go to yeshiva. And that's what it did. Obviously, it was uh, the idea and the thing was not in the same numbers, but the idea was that it's possible that if somewhere along the line we can have a good idea, but the generations after us won't pick it up. They won't decide that, you know, this is a good idea, you have to go for the yeshiva, you have to keep up the yeshiva fund. No, whatever went in in the beginning, that's what supported it, that's what grew on it, that's what the interest that grew on it. There was nothing, no, no great support came afterwards. They said, why? Because they weren't smart enough to know that it would. But there did come a time when certain Talmudim came from that country. And that, and the, and the Taka participated in their, in their tuition. Meaning then you're saying that this rov was like the Nassim? In a way that he unforeseen that that if he doesn't do something himself, it's not, not going to take off. Now you got to read this up. And Baruch Hashem, meaning that he did it. And he divided the uh, the the. the Wagons, the oxen to to Gershon and Fort of Memory, because of the type of work, the covers, the materials, and stuff like that. I guess fold better, whatever it is, easier to fold. They all fit into two. 
the bees, though, they're solid. They take up a certain area. So they have to be worked out that they took up, took up four. And you need it for the beans and for the yard and for all the other places. And we had a dinner with Shusayochid, the wagons, the, uh, the place where they were lifting it up from is the Shusayabi into the Shusayochid. These are the malachas of Shabbos that, they, 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 that we learn out in the Mishkan and whatever it is there. David HaMelech made a mistake on, uh, on, the, on this Indian, and when he came to the Maizwiruza, he went and he built a, a, a Gola Chadosha, a brand new um, wagon. Now, you know, we think of a wagon, buckboard, you know, a flat thing with, with some walls on it and so on. And I'm sure that's what it was because that's the way it's described in a way. You have a that they made the Shisayochid and the and so on. But you had walls. But the mice, you know, when you talk about a coach, the coat, the queen's coach, the design and the, uh, and the, all the things that are, special, made for the world for a queen. And then you can put the, two pieces of wood and you'll have a wagon also. It's not the same kind of wagon. So I'm sure when David HaMelech made Nagola Chadosha, he made something that was fitting to carry the on. You think there was no question about it that, that, that was a fitting thing. But he made a cheshman. Now, why did he think so? I mean, obviously, it's a nine issue on, on his part because of whatever uh, it could be damaged to his mirrors. In other words, the Torah wants you to make Zmiris, that the Torah should flow from you like Zmiris. What does that mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I have no voice. Yet most mirrors I probably know. I say to people know because you hear it enough times saying over and over again, you, 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 you know those mirrors. Right? So the fact that you know those mirrors doesn't mean anything. You know? It's a song. You watch kids, they can sing uh, you know, t- tremendously uh, complex uh, songs uh, that, that are long things, not, not, not just five words over and over again. And Namish whole stanzas and stanzas and stuff, especially now the new music that is put out there. So you have different, uh, and, and they, every kid every kid knows it. How come they don't know anything else? Because there's a beat, there's a thing. Uh, maybe the beat helps in memory too. The Mishnah used to work that way, that the Mishnah had a beat, or well, has a beat. We don't know it, maybe, but it has a beat. And that's how you know if it's Chesulam or not, if the beat fits and all the words are in, and it's still something that doesn't make sense, then you know there's Chesulam If, on the other hand, 
you're still missing a word because you have a music, you have a you have a tune. If you don't have a word to fill it in, then you know something's missing that you don't have. And therefore, you're missing the making an error. And that was helpful memory. It was a tune, and that tune helped that had to fit with this beat. And that's, and that's the mission. So I'm saying so. Zemiris does have a myra in that. So we don't really mean that it should be Zemiris, that it should become easy. What it means is, is that it should be something that, that I guess, the Rotson to have it, the fact that it's a tune, uh, that has music, that it has this, and it makes it easier for memory's sake. Okay, I think that's what that would be probably the correct way of doing it. But it depends how you said it. In other words, when Governor Malik was saying it, you know, the tale, I know the tale with black and white, like it's the Milik's Viras, I know, I know the whole thing. Mirror steel. Okay, now you're going to make an error that everybody knows. It says, by Kosev Yisrael. Doesn't mean that because we have no wagons, we carry it by hand. It means they're so important that we don't put it in the wagon. They're carried by hand constantly. And that's what he wanted. Every kid would know that how do you transfer person? But Governor Melech, at that time, he was the Melech. And we're moving the the Oren to to Yerushalayim, and we want to bring it in, and we had it, and we had not not such good things to it. We want to bring the right thing. So this is what we're going to do. So therefore, the Benishim is telling us, be careful. It doesn't happen like this. You may not may not translate it correctly. It happens to be the Benishim took an easy one that everybody else knew what was the right shot. You understand? Okay. Then came, after all of this, came the Nisian to bring their Kobanis. And it's a very strange thing. You have 12 in the scene. The, uh, the, the carbonus of the scene take up approximately one, two, three, four, four pages. Not really full four. No Rashi on their pages. The two middle ones, no Rashi. Right? And yet the longest metal shraba is the is the the uh, So long, I say long, long, and explains how everybody having twelve different machshavas, twelve different ideas of why they bring korbanos, how they play out in the thing all came out to be the same thing for lots of different reasons. And it goes into uh, in, 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 in a very interesting I'll do it down anywhere over there. And because of this, the Bansha made that this is Koban Yochid's really. These are not Koban Tzibo. This is a Koban Yochid. Every individual brought his own Koban. The Yellow is Deich Shabbos. 
Elishama ben Amihud, which is the mercy to to Ephraim, brought his korban on Shabbos. Why? I have called only on only korban tzibur's deichet Shabbos. It was done with the deichet to the korban tzibur, because they all were mechaven to the same thing. I guess Avi Sabeishim put that into their mind, but the idea is, how do you get it? Also, I think we can see, if you go through them, what basically made the Shevet its feeling of importance in, in Avedis Hashem, in Kral Yisrael, in uh, who they're subservient to, and it's brought different things, what each one brought. And Levi, I mean Shimon, which is the second one, or in the fifth, in the, in the actual bring of the Korbanis, brought it Keneged Hamikdash. That he brought it representing the Mikdash. Why are you representing the Mikdash? You're not the Mikdash person, Levi is. And Levi's not bringing any Korbanis. So why are you, why are you bringing the, the Korbanis that made the Mikdash? So this is what I want to claim, and this is going to answer maybe things that will affect us later on. Shimon truly felt that the Malchus belongs to him. Not only the Malchus belongs to him, the Kohuna belongs to him. Why? He's the second. Who's the oldest? Ruven. And he really should have gotten all three things, the Chayra, the Kohuna, and the Malchus. And he lost it because of what Ethan did. And it went and it's spelled up in the three ways. The Kohuna went to Leviya, to Levi, Malchus went to Yehuda, and what the Chayra meant to whatever went to Yosef, whatever that means. So he felt, hey, if Ruvian passes up, it don't go to Levi. It goes to me. I'm Shimon. I'm number two. Where do we see a similar thing to this? I claim the same thing happened by Daniel. Daniel was the fourth son of David. And yet he fought with Shlomo for the kingdom. What does he think we've got to do with Shlomo? He's only the fourth son. Because Amnon is dead. Avshalom is dead. That's number one and number three. Kilov or Doniel, number two, doesn't want it. So he resigned. So then he comes to me, number four. He doesn't go to Shlomo, who's number seven. Goes to me, number four. And the same thing, and you see that this argument was used by Shimon before, because by the Maise, by, by, by Balpoel, when Cosby comes and she says, my father told me to live with the king, or second to the king, so he said, then coming to me, because I'm a Shemi Lebetan, I'm the second to the Bechoel, and, and Moshe is Gimel Lebetan, he's the third, because he comes from Levi. So what? But Moshe is the king, and you're not the king. You're just nobody. 
So why you, what was that answer? No, but I should be king. I am what they call the, uh, the pretender to the throne. In other words, that I believe it belongs to me. And that's called the pretender to the throne. And that's what you mean. And that's why when, 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 when he did with Cosby, why, why, did, why did he do anything with Cosby? You know, you got to be Hushlumil ben Tulishad or, or Zimri. So, so the, the Medjus says that, that Shoban Akananis, that Shimon's son. I mean, so look how old he must be. 250 years. You know, he was born before he went down to Mitzrayim. Right, so it's 210 years. Because the 40 years in the Midwest, 250 already. And and whatever old he was when they went down. So, why did he all of a sudden sin all the way over here? Because the truth was that he was always waiting, feeling he was being denied his real place. Abel? And that's why he brought the Korbanisky Neged Bimigdash. Because really, that's my territory. I belong there. Abel, the Banishim didn't do that. Banishim did everything, even though he maybe thought it's Moshe's that did it. Not what he thought. Abel Maisi kept his peace until he found that one place by Baal Pa'el that they had him, because the, 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 the Molem Sanhedrin says that they came to him. They shave it and say they're killing us. And he went out to protect them. And that's why it's called Shoban Akananis, because he lent himself to a mitzvah, to an Avera, really. He thought it was a mitzvah to save the cloud of uh, the people that are being killed. And it really was an Avera because they were out of the Zohar. And he lent himself to an Avera. But he thought it was a good thing. That was the time he thought that he could finally make his revolution against Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why he was wiped out. Because this is revolution against Moshe Rabbeinu. We have to look at a little why. Why did Rabban Shalom want that the Kobanis should not be brought by individual Shvatim in the order of individual Shvatim? It could be Ruben Shimon Levi or Yehuda Ruben Shimon. Uh, but instead, by, by the uh, Machnas, that Yehuda comes first, it's Yehuda Yisachar's Ruben, Ruben Shimon God. It wasn't just pshat, they traveled. 
on a certain side of Michigan. They actually camp by that side of the Michigan. And they actually were there for, for many years in one place. So there's an union of their Kedusha of what they brought to Klaus soil somehow <coughs> evened out that that side whatever it is needed their keiches and their special things that they have their attachment to HaKadosh Baruch whatever it is that they brought to Klai Yisrael as individuals brought it as a machne because the machnes were made up of different parts like we said even though we understood the different kinds let's say like Ruben Ruben was uh, was Malmalochim but you had Shimon, which was Melamda Tanoikis and the Seferim, and God is the standing army, they fit together. Why they fit together, I don't know. But somehow they fit together, just like Malchus and Sochus Vulim fit together. Uh, it could be Gashmus and Ruchnius. In other words, Shimon being the Ruchnis, the Kechelik of the Ruchnis, as opposed to Ruven and God, with both protection and an army, whatever it is there. Or Malchus on one hand, with dominion, kingdom, the other thing is also obedience to Kurdish Bokhus, Teira, Avoida, that's Yisachar's rule. And they had their part. I don't know how the others would divide that way, but whatever they would give into the same thing. And maybe that's what it needed. I don't know. I, can't, I have no idea. But it's the machne that had to solidify the, the, the boundary of, of what's, what's supporting the tail or the mishkan of that side. And that's why they came from them, not from the uh, individual shvatim. This is several interesting things. Rashi brings down a Yishma as a curl medabere love. So Rashi says it didn't mean you think it was a low voice, it was a loud voice. And it means that it spoke to himself. It didn't pass for God to speak with somebody, with a human being. It, you know, it's... Sees that So God never spoke to Moshe. What do you mean he didn't speak to Moshe? He called him Moshe. So obviously he's speaking to Moshe. You're the only one here. You're the only one who can hear. 
but it's not because I'm only speaking to you. When I, when I speak loud enough that if there would have been other people here, that's not called speaking to you. Speaking to you is if you're the only one that could possibly hear. Not because there's no one else here, but because the voice is not loud enough to be heard by anybody else but you. I'm not bringing this as a raya or anything else, because obviously it's not a raya, but the shiva, my mother used to have hearing aids. And at that time, the hearing aids <coughs> fluctuated with the battery power as you talk to it. So the one really activating the battery power is the speaker. And yet he permitted people to speak to her and he explained that that's not called speaking to her because that's people everybody can hear. It's like whispering in her ear that's speaking to her and that would be also. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying it's not a riot from here because obviously Shashit has nothing to do with Shabbos. But I'm just saying it's an understanding of what it means. So we see that Maitabenshin doesn't talk to any human being either. So this that it says in Vayera, Vayema Loiki ki tzochakt. Maitabenshin always wanted to talk to Sarah. Right? You don't find special he wanted to talk to Sora. He didn't want to talk to any Navi. No, he didn't find time to talk to anybody. He didn't be the only Navi there because there was only one there. But the Sora, he actually spoke to her. To her, meaning only she can hear. Why? I don't know, but I think that's the mazel of it. And this that it says that it says over there to Russian also, he didn't want to speak to a woman. You think, yeah, why are you picking a woman? He said, he doesn't speak to men either. doesn't mean to a woman because Yehua was not necessarily given to a woman because she was not Nemon as an aid. And the reason for it is, is because people didn't trust her. I learned the Pshad is not that women didn't trust the women, but women embellish because they know they know so much more and understand so much more behind what's happening that they see more. And because they see more, they think it's a part of the story already, and it's really not. Because when we're asking you to see what did you actually see, you're already mixing in things that you anticipate. And that's not good enough, you see. And that's the difference between... A woman was an eye crush of Aegis and a man. That's why I've learned shot. And therefore, the Navua would normally be given with a man, not a woman, because men wouldn't, they wouldn't trust the men. And that's the thing is, so I know Hinami, as far as that goes, is no different than a man and a woman, as far as talking to a human being. Right? Now, why was Sora different than, let's say, than, than Avon or, or, or the others? I think that the only one that you don't find any yichas to, to Terach, even though she's the same granddaughter, she's the daughter-in-law, but she's also the granddaughter. So when they talk about that, that uh, Avram and Nocha took wives, and he took both uh, her and his kids. He doesn't say that. 
and it says aviyisko, afimilku aviyisko. Doesn't say the word sova over there. Poem is considered the father of yisko. When it talks about terach taking es benoi, avrom benoi, ves vesorai kalosoi. Doesn't say kalosoi vesorai bas benoi. Says kalosoi kalosoi is daughter-in-law. He's not he's not connected to him at all. When you tell you. The only connection you have is to Yisko, not to not to, to Sova. Why not? I can't answer that. I don't know the answer to that. But the Rebbeinu did not want to have some shaykhs to them, and I think for that reason alone, the Rebbeinu spoke to her. He wanted that she had something special, that somehow she was not meyuchas to to a mechal Shabbos or to a kaifa or to anything else, and therefore the Rebbeinu I wanted to speak to Abedafka. I, I don't know what that is, and I can't answer what it is. But mice, I think that's what it was. Um, the necessity of recounting everything and so on and making it a thing then. Again, you see the shivus that Rebbeinu put behind the kabonis that they brought. Even though they were all individual kabonis and everything else, but they represented Kalal Yisrael. And that was their aspiration, their dreams, their, uh, I guess in a way, their commitment to raise Klal Yisrael to the Madriga the way they envision what the Rabbeinu wants from them. And, that's, and that was the Rabbeinu was masking for that. But that true is what he wants. That is what he believes in. And that's his everything else. And that's why he puts it so much separate and so much chaos into it. Next week in your session, with the same theory about uh, what, in other words, what what they wanted, what they wanted, why Aaron maybe doesn't belong here. Anyway, have a good Shabbos. Everyone should have a good year. I hope you had a wonderful Shabbos. And your session should have many simchas and